Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Cutting Out Early Podcast, episode number 25. Hope everyone out there is having a fantastic day recording here on January 20th, 2021. Max Major, Alex Newth, Zach Montgomery, bringing you guys another show. A day late, but uh, at least at least there's a show, so... <laughs> Not, not a dollar short. <laughs> what more can he ask for? We're glad to have you guys aboard. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we got a lot to get into today, as always. You know, just when I thought like the news cycle or like some type of point of interest story would die down, there always seems to be more and more and more and more. And it just kind of, I don't know, never ends. I guess that's what the news cycle is all about. Everyone's just coming up with something different or something new and... There's a ton of stuff going on. A ton of stuff. Uh, we do have a new president today. I mean, I have to throw that out there. He was inaugurated. That's right. At, live, yeah. from, live on Inauguration Day. Yeah, <laughs> that's... <laughs> bringing you the latest inauguration news, uh, Cutting Out Early podcast. All the latest and greatest updates. I don't really know what there is, but he was uh, sworn in a few minutes before noon today, and we have a new president for four years, and a new era of america maybe i guess <laughs> <laughs> nothing will change it's the same old thing Govern me, govern me, <laughs> it's just uh obviously the big news today um but i mean i guess kind of related to that uh kwame kilpatrick or quame as i like to refer to him has been commuted his sentence commuted as of this morning which is unbelievable it's it was pardoned right well, yeah. I, I is there a difference between being commuted and being pardoned, Alex? Any idea? I'm not. Probably, I'm. I'm sure there is. I'm just not up on it. But well, don't make me sound stupid here. <laughs> His prison term was officially commuted by President Donald Trump on um, Wednesday. Isn't that today? just like time served? I maybe. think so. Um, serving a quarter of his 28 year federal prison sentence. Uh, for his uh, racketeering Just a bribery quarter? scheme. Wow. Yes. I, seven years so far? I, I I don't understand this, but the thing is, I, I'm not trying to get into the political move of this, but this is making a lot of people really happy, and it's also making a lot of people really upset and really angry that this happened. I do not, first of all, I don't think he should have been let out. I will say that. <laughs> I don't understand why this political quote-unquote move was made unless 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 trump just thought maybe there was, a, there was a large donation made to the trump campaign <laughs> well the, do you remember the letter alex you may remember that letter that kwame wrote to trump i think it was either last year or 2017 it may have been early on but he's been looking for this pardon for years yeah i actually don't remember this letter i just know there were a lot of really interesting um pardons and i don't know what you what the present tense of, or the uh, the verb of commuted is <laughs> commutations noun, commutations yeah commutations but <laughs> there were a lot of the wayne kodak black yeah well kodak black was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> i i'd love to know the rationale behind each of these pardons i i really would because either they're political in nature or well i think they're it's either political, political or financial Something it has for to be. something for Trump in the future, maybe with a voting base, or something about donations to whatever. Who knows? So, so why does Joe Exotic get left out in the cold? Nothing after all those letters that he wrote to Trump. It's just silence. Too broke. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't have a zoo anymore. <laughs> 
Did you know that there were, there were limos waiting outside of the prison to to pick them up? Like like um, yesterday, there were limos sitting there with Joe Exotic's guys ready to pick them up. Who are his guys? Does he have any guys anymore? He's got, I mean, well, there's a lot of people in America who love him. Oh, yeah. He is an idol. He is something, that's for sure. It's, it, he's a big idol in the certain, I don't know, demographic, certain age group. Um, he and the Stretch Dodge Limo. Um, oh, when I say he. Dodge? I, I've never seen a Dodge Limo. Wait a second. Let me pull this up. Oh, it looks horrible. Only <laughs> Only it's a pickup limo. A Dodge. It's a pickup limo. It's a Dodge Ram pickup limo. What the? Wow, a I have p- never heard of that. Like what with the, the jacuzzi in the back or something. <laughs> it looks horrible. I think it's just a, a, a normal pickup truck bed with a long cab. <laughs> um, but it was private investigator Eric Love. Um, he was the one who spearheaded the campaign to free Joe Exotic. So him, along with the stretch Dodge pickup truck limo, were waiting there, ready to drive him away from prison. All day on Tuesday, there were supporters lined up outside the federal medical facility hoping to see him released. Um, oh, my God. They have quotes from people. Patrice Salazar. I'm out here. I'm excited. My daughter wants to get his autograph. I don't think that's going to happen. We're just out here watching and waiting. Oh, he's in. Wait, he's in a medical institution. It sounds like it. Can you get pardoned or released because of a pardon? Sure. From a medical institution? Sure. That sounds different a federal judge in oklahoma has ordered the new owners of an oklahoma zoo featured in the netflix documentary to turn over all the lion and tiger cubs in their possession along with the animals mothers to the federal government that's the uh i guess it's because the uh case against jeffrey and lauren lowe in the greater winwood exotic animal park based on claimed violations of the endangered species act and the animal welfare act so that's going on. Is that Carol his, Baskin? I'm sure she's behind spearheading this campaign. <laughs> but there is this going on as well. So who knows? But it's too bad because the limo was there, rented. A pickup limo, really? That's probably what Joe wanted. Oh, absolutely. I don't want any fancy stretch limousine sedan. I want a pickup truck limousine. <laughs> that's actually pretty spot on. That's what I want. <laughs> I will not be picked up at anything but a Dodge Ram pickup truck limousine. God damn it, I'm Joe Exotic! <laughs> Trump was probably ready to pardon him until he heard about the pickup truck limo and he was like, you know what, no, that's that's not nearly classy. <laughs> like, so, no, now that is a bad look for me. How long, how long is Joe supposed to be in jail? Are you okay? You okay? Are you alright? I have no idea. It should say in this article. I'm not sure what... I, I, oh, um... 22-year sentence. At the, wow. Uh, yep. So you ever think the documentary? Oh no! Wait a second. Joe Exotic was not uh, um, Joe Exotic. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe Exotic. Uh, his real name, Joseph Maldonado Passage, which is referred to in this article. So it's confusing. But yeah, 22 year sentence in a Fort Worth, Texas federal prison for his conviction on charges that he participated in a murder for hire plot and violated federal wildlife laws. It, the the documentary had to make it seem like he was innocent you know like when they were playing it it seemed like I know. It was, the documentary it seemed like it was so obvious that he was framed like it was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> where did these people come from but there was probably some pretty good evidence to the other to the opposite i mean i'm sure the there was it's just you know the documentary obviously does frame things but yeah <laughs> i still believe carol baskin killed her husband oh absolutely i mean i don't think that's up for debate no, that isn't up for debate. It's, it's just Get him out of here. Get him out of here. On Biden's inauguration day, you got to play like 10 Trump drops. Oh, whatever. Okay. I'm sure there'll be Biden ones coming up. And we just got to get the production going. Just a piece of audio. Nothing by it. But yeah, there'll be some production work coming. Show meeting. We'll have that coming up in the next week or so. Yeah, we, we, we got to get some Biden. I would imagine so. Absolutely. The NFL was going on this past weekend with the... Um, one of the, I think, one of the greatest weekends in NFL sports, or NFL sports, God. This is the first time I'm talking about sports ever. NFL sports, what's wrong with me? The NFL, one of the best weekends in the NFL last weekend. Additionally, the weekend prior, again, I think the two best weekends in the NFL. It was great. Those are, some, those are some great games we saw. Those four, are fantastic. Four games on, I, I love it. I love it. And um, Alex and I did, did pretty well. Three and one. 
Yeah, you guys. Yeah, your guys is uh, you beat me out. You both went three and one, and I went two and two last week. So Pulling right away. right Pulling now, away. right now, Alex is six and four, uh, tied with me, who is also six and four. Zach's sitting back there at a measly five and five. One game back. Hmm. One game back. Were, were you guys surprised at any of those games at all over the weekend? Anything kind of like three for a loop? I'll tell you one, but I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. I don't think so. I don't know. I I, I, I guess I thought the Saints would outplay the Bucks, but uh, Drew Brees liked to throw some picks, so I guess that's why. And that's what the difference between us. You and told me you told me the worst two quarterbacks of the entire weekend were playing between uh, Brady, and, Brady and uh, they were they were two, Drew the, Brees. The two worst quarterbacks to ever play <laughs> in an NFL playoff game were playing yesterday. In my I don't opinion, know about that. didn't you see Jared Goff? Oh, that like oh that's take. true. <laughs> that's not a hot take. They're they're so well. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Philip Rivers was was worse. Yeah, yeah, but no. uh, he's already out. So, but I I just thought they were they both couldn't make throws down the field. Drew Brees was lobbing it to the <laughs> other team, missing a wide open Alvin Kamara and straight to whatever that guy's name White was, and then it, you know it was it was bad. And then Drew Brees didn't do. Or, sorry, not Drew Brees. Uh, Tom Brady didn't do anything. It wasn't yeah. too exciting. Tom Brady threw for under 200 yards, they just barely. Did. Yeah, they 199. Both did. But he had like a basically a 50% passing uh, percentage, under 200 yards, only two touchdowns. I know. Really kind of lame, not very exciting. I thought that game was kind of a bit of a snoozer. Tampa too bad. Bay's defense really won it for him. Um, my biggest surprise of the weekend was probably how low scoring and relatively boring that Bills Ravens game was. Oh, yeah, no I kidding. Ex- I expected some more offense out of there, especially because I don't remember the snow being as bad as we thought it was going to be. No, it really wasn't. I actually don't remember it at all during the game, really. I I can't believe how just dominant, and I mean dominant, Green Bay looks. I mean, they Uh, are, they have, they're a a freaking machine, man. I mean, really, it's unreal because I never would have guessed at the first half of the season that they would be so poised to potentially win the Super Bowl this year. I, I didn't think so. But they you're right. They flipped a switch and now all of a sudden they're they're doing incredible. I mean, they are just they just look so put together. Uh, so that was what Aaron I took. Aaron Rodgers is gonna be the MVP. He should be. So what's yeah. gonna happen with Mahomes? Oh, I just concussion. hope he's better. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I mean everyone hopes he plays. Wasn't he practicing today? That I'm not sure. I mean, the the let me pull it the up. The Bills Chiefs game will definitely not be the same if uh, Patrick Mahomes no. doesn't play. He's the star. I mean, the line's only two right now, so um, it's probably pointing towards him playing. He practiced in limited capacity today, um, but still, I guess in COVID protocol, so, or not COVID protocol, excuse me, <laughs> concussion protocol. I'm sorry. Uh, so he remains in that capacity, I suppose. Um, but he's hoping to clear it in time for Sunday's game against the Bills. Did you did you see the play where he got the concussion? I didn't see it live, but I saw a replay of it. It, it didn't look bad. No, it didn't look like he got nailed in the head. It looked like he almost got his head ripped off, but he didn't. <laughs> he I didn't. was surprised that that was going to lead to a, 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 a concussion protocol. I, it didn't seem like it to me, but he was down. I mean, when, he stayed down. He got up. You, you could tell he was hurting when he got up. Oh, yeah. It didn't seem well, like in a the uh, in the post game. I think it was. I think it's. Is it Jay Glazer or Jeff Glazer? Jeff, I think. I Jeff think it's Jay Glazer. Good. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But he he said in the post game that he actually thought Mahomes kind of got like choked out almost, and that's why he sort of passed out and was wobbly. Less so because of COVID protocol and more because of concussion. It's Jay. oh yeah, sorry, concussion protocol. And, and <laughs> more just because he like passed out. Oh. Could have been. He, he could have been choked out. <laughs> it was basically a, a chokehold. Well, yeah, that's what it looked like to me. We do have the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship set on Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. They're both on Sunday. On Sunday at 3.05, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play at Green Bay, I believe. And then at 6.40, the same day, the Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Should we start... One of the final three-man rushes. Well, we'll have more. We'll have more. They're going to be all season, even the off season. <laughs> I mean, the biggest sport, the second biggest sport in the country, is the NFL off season. The first is the NFL. Just <laughs> how it is. It's America. <laughs> all right. All right. Hit ready? the music. Let's do it. We are going. Ooh yeah! Championship weekend. 
All right, well, we will start with the NFC Championship game happening at 3.05 Sunday. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is favored by 3.5 right now. And then on top of that, we're going to be adding an over-under because uh, Alex and Max are so close in this thing. And, well, I'm, I'm only one game off. So you have to pick the over. <laughs> the over and under right now is uh, 51.5. So you have to pick the spread, which is three and a half, and then the over/under, which is fifty-one and a half. Let's do the sp- um. We'll do the uh the spread first, and then go back around for the over/under. Okay. okay. Alex, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this one. The spread for the Packers Buccaneers. This is a tough one. Do you guys remember when these two teams met in Tampa earlier in the season? Do you guys remember that? Yeah, they got the uh, Buccaneers punked them. It was a blowout. No. Wasn't it the other way around? The the Buccaneers blew them out. Blew out the Packers. Oh, oh, that's right. That is what happened. The Buccaneers yeah. did blow out the Packers. Well, that's not happening this time at <laughs> all. In fact, I think Aaron Rodgers remembers that game a lot better than I do, and he is going to put a beating down on this Buccaneers defense. Packers roll, win by 10. 38-10 to 10 on October 18th, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat Green Bay. That's incredible. That, that was a, okay, it was in Tampa, too, right? I, I remembered the score. Um, It was in Tampa. Yes, it was. So, Alex, at risk of being tied again, I have to agree with you. I think Green Bay is so dominant. I can't believe how much they've turned everything around. They've always been good this season. Right now, they look great. And I mean, they look really great. There's no way that Tampa Bay is beating the spread. They can have those three and a half points. Give me the Packers. I'm going to have to do the same thing. I <laughs> One man down. Listen, I cannot pick Tom Brady. Him and Drew Brees both had noodle arms going into the game. It was no boring. One, it was a game of who who didn't mess up, and it was <laughs> Tom Brady just didn't mess up, and that's why he won. So, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks great this year. I think you have to go with the, the really the MVP of the league in this one for sure. So then, so then we're gonna go with the over and the under as the tiebreakers going into the end of it. If you, if the, if the pick'em's the same, so over under fifty one and a half. Are you guys going over or are you going under? You know, this is a tricky one. That's a really, really tricky one. Really? Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. I really don't think so. You don't think so? I think it's obvious. Oh. What happened? We have. Uh... Go ahead. Keep going. Listen, the over-under, 51 and a half. I, I gotta say over. Is, is life too short for me to bet the under? I think that Aaron Rodgers is gonna light up the Buccaneers. I think it's gonna be a situation where, yeah, he'll put up the points. Tom Brady will put up some, but Aaron Rodgers will put up more. Give me the over. Jeez. What do you got, Alex? You're not only crazy, you're dumb. You get out of here. That says it all. Get out of here. You got it. You gotta bet the under on this <laughs> one. It's gonna be Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's gonna be 30 degrees. It's another warm weather team traveling to Packer Wrong. land. I think the Packers are gonna put up plenty of points, but I really do think the Buccaneers are gonna struggle. You heard Tom Brady say that he has gotten too used to the warm weather in Tampa Bay, and I don't think he was kidding. Oh, or under, under, under 51 of course, and a half. Of course. Easy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the over is one of the most ridiculous things you have to do. I think Green Bay is going to have to score 20 points, and then they can just sit on it the rest of the game because there's no way that the Buccaneers can put up any more points than that. I think you guys are going to be surprised. I think it's a close call. I was not an easy decision, but I do think it's a close call, but I will pick the over. I think you'll be surprised. All right. Well, That's all I'm going to say. We'll see at 3 o'clock, or, well, a little later than that, on uh, Sunday. And then our next game, the AFC Championship, the late game is at 6.40 on Sunday. Uh, the line, the spread that I was looking at is two right now, where the Chiefs are favored by two. What do you guys got in this game? So I'll take the lead on this one. I wish I knew if Mahomes was playing or not. I think that makes all the difference. But I am confident that he will. It does not seem like with his practice today that he's going to be out for that game. I'm going to remain confident, and maybe we'll have to do a, uh, a different show you know, before the game. If he's not playing, if that's confirmed. <laughs> but I'm assuming Mahomes is. And I'm also assuming, well, I'm not assuming. I'm telling you 
that Kansas City is going to make it. They're going to get that win. They are going to beat the Buffalo Bills far more than two points. I also don't think it will be close. So wow. give me Kansas City. It's pick em game right now. Who I you know. got, Alex? Um, you know what? I'm going to have to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say something kind of bold. And I'm going to say whether the Chiefs have Mahomes or not, I am riding with the Bills. Mm. The Bills shut down a very dynamic offense in the Ravens, and I think they can do the same with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, to that end, don't have nearly the run game that Baltimore does. I don't know if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is playing. He was out of the last game. But Le'Veon Bell just has not been doing it for Kansas City in his absence. And even if Mahomes is in, he might not be as uh, as willing to scramble like he usually does. And even if he is in and healthy, uh, I don't know if he'll be the same player that he usually is. I mean, it's tough to recover from a head injury like that in uh, such a short amount of time. Oh, come on. They're ridiculous. Come on. I'm That's just saying, I, I'm not going to count them out. I think that the Bills are on a very special run. And I think even with Mahomes in there, they can give Kansas City a run for their money. So the three points are almost like a gift to me. Wow. I think... Uh, three points, two, two points. It's two, two points. points. Two points right now. Careful. The one we're looking uh, at is two points. Uh, the I am actually going to say that the, the Chiefs have never played to their full potential. Um, I think they're finally going to be able, or finally going to have to when they play the Bills. But the problem with the Bills is their off or their defense. Even though they did look good against the Ravens, I do not think they are talented enough to stop Mahomes in that that offensive attack. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs in the in the two and a half right there. That's what I like to hear. And then, Wait, so you just said that the Chiefs have never played up to their full potential, but they're going to this week. Yeah, absolutely. They've never had to, is what I said. Oh, they never had to. Okay. Yeah. Let's make it happen. So now that they have to, you think they will? Yeah, and then we have to pick the over/under for this one. The over and the under, the over/under for this one is fifty-three point five. I'll let Alex go first on this one. Um, under. I'll keep it simple. All right. What do you got, Max? <sighs> I'm gonna say under as well. You're gonna say under? Yep. I'm actually gonna go over. I oh think boy. these are two high-powered offenses. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of differentiation between our picks, so this is going to be a big weekend. Big yes, when weekend. I finally pull ahead. <laughs> Two good games. I that the Chiefs Bills game is going to be unreal. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we I go. Think I think there's just a good storyline surrounding the Bills. I think it's their year uh, to really make a splash. Uh, I think they're making the most of finally hitting their stride, getting Stephon Diggs on that offense, and and I think I think it's just their year. On, on the other side. Tampa Bay, we can't forget, is playing for the opportunity to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, which Oh, yeah, something. that's true. That that's would, a good point. Wow. That would be really cool, actually. Which Damn. which brings up my point that if the Packers and Bills end up in the Super Bowl together, which is my choice, my pick, what I think is going to happen, uh, I think it's almost criminal to have them play down in Tampa. Those are two <laughs> cold-weather teams. we got to get them in a snow stadium somewhere. That, yeah, that's true. Relocation. Why don't they yeah. ever put a Super Bowl in like in Green Bay? I would love that. Come on. No. NFL sucks. Come are you You're serious? Not get the travel. They would travel. Believe me, they would travel. And even if they didn't, this year would have been the good year to do it. <laughs> they would travel. Come that's on. It's been in Detroit and they traveled. I mean, I guess you're not sitting outside, but it's still cold weather. Think about a cold weather Super Bowl. Come on. I think it'd be great, especially if it's cold-weather teams. I would it'd love be different. it. It'd be so different. I think there is an argument to be made that you should play the Super Bowl every year in a pretty like similar climate, which, I mean, hell, I mean, that's, I mean, when you're playing in, like, Florida, that's a pretty neutral climate, I'd say. Sometimes the snow and the wind and the cold can really make a difference, especially mm-hmm. between teams that aren't used to playing in that kind of weather. So I, I see the argument that you always want to play in kind of a moderate climate but i think if if you have the packers and the bills move it to metlife in new york oh, or, yeah. or soldier in chicago Can at me? least then it's still neutral but it's cold I, I i'd love to see it happen this could be the year to do it but uh obviously it's not so we'll have to suffer through a warm weather super bowl in tampa bay uh, but if anyone else wants to make some of these bets uh, on their phones, I mean, they can go down to a casino now. But by Friday, there you go. Legal in Michigan. It's coming online. Online. Uh, online legal in Michigan. You're on and your... there are so many 
different deals and incentives oh to sign God. up for these uh, online mobile sports books, but they all end on, as we've heard on the radio shows, the go live date. Yeah. So if you're going to take advantage of them, just make sure you do it before it goes live so that you can get that. We'll do it live. Money. I agree. We'll do it live. <laughs> so that's coming out. That's, that's big. Um, Dave Portnoy and uh, his, his crew is uh, down at Greektown for the entire weekend. I know it's kind of crazy. Huh? Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that they're just there? I don't know. It's it's. I mean, I wonder how much. Uh, I wonder how much is going to attract people to that casino to be there and and hang out and hang out the sports book and make some bets and. I'm sure it'd be filled with stoolies. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> That's Greek right, town so this weekend. When we want to go hang out at the sports book, that is not where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> at least not this weekend. I saw the um, the MGM one for the first time. Um, like uh, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, and I had never seen it until that time. And and they have a really nice setup. I I really like MGMs, so oh, yeah. that's a good place to go. They have a ton of bets, but I, I mean the actual setup with the screens and the bar there and everything, it it looked really nice. So, but you know they're all good, and it seems like every casino in the state has one. Oh, you have to. I, I mean, such you a really huge do. Market. Oh my and god! If you can jump on it, you should jump on it. So is Matthew Stafford with this new regime that we have? Um, Lions head coach Dan Campbell, the new Lions GM Brad Holmes. Uh, the Dan Campbell thing was made official today. Uh, Six-year contract, from my understanding. Was it? And then they. So was Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes was made official today too, right? I thought Brad Holmes was made official like last week. Oh, sorry. Or last Friday. Excuse me. Yeah, I got their names mixed up. This was the official announcement of Campbell, the new Lions head coach. Six-year contract from the team. They both have pretty plain names. Yeah, they kind of do. Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes. Yeah, that's what we need. (laughs) Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia. John Smith. (laughs) (laughs) No, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, there we go. However, what will happen with Mr. Matthew Stafford? There was an article today in the uh, USA Today sports section talking about how he may be, well, you know, not really maybe, but he's one of the eight names to consider in Indianapolis. Oh, there's a lot. I feel like there's way more than just Indianapolis, too. Well, I mean, the whole thing is with Philip Rivers retiring, which I feel like that's not getting much coverage. Shouldn't that be a bigger story? I think he got a pretty some good tweets about it. Has it? Yeah, it was like you got like the Adam Schefter and the you know, I think he's getting some respect. Are you surprised by that? No, not at all. I, I am. You think so? I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I thought he would. I mean, all the uh, analysts and whatnot on television were saying like, oh yeah, like you know, Rivers came to Indianapolis to have like two more years of a good shot at a Super Bowl. And like they were all saying, like, all right, he's gonna have this past year and then one more year, like almost for sure. I was so surprised to hear that he retired today. He only had a one year deal though, I thought. I thought it was a one year deal that they signed him to. Yeah, but but I, I thought it was pretty understood that he'd be back for next year. I don't know. I I I think you're gonna see a lot of retirements this year of the great quarterbacks. Drew Brees is pretty likely, I think. Ben Roethlisberger should retire. You know, Tom Brady won't, but he probably should. Like it, it it's he the should? end of an era. You yeah. think so? I just I feel like the the talent's not there anymore. You don't have the arm strength to do it anymore. Well, that's I'll, fine. I'll read the eight names that this um story by Nate Davis. Uh, it's just an analysis, but he was bringing up eight names that could potentially be the next quarterback for Indianapolis. And I'll read the analysis for Stafford because it's kind of interesting. There's Carson Wentz that's listed here. That should be the favorite, right? Because um, the Indianapolis coach was the offensive coordinator for Philly when Carson Wentz had that great run and they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. Yeah, that's true. So, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, but that was with Nick Foles. Well, no, that, that's when they were in the playoffs. But if you remember that year, uh, before Carson Wentz got injured on like one of the last games of the season, he was having like an MVP-type season, like unbelievable. Like he was out of nowhere, he was great. And it was because the head coach of the of the Colts was the Eagles offensive coordinator then. Yeah, um Reich. Um yeah. what's his name? Uh Reich, whatever his first name is. Yeah. Uh so that's listed there. Frank. There's Okay, there we go. Uh Frank Reich, there we go. Uh Matt Ryan is also listed in the story. Uh Andy Dalton, Mac Jones, Sam Darnold, Mitchell Trubisky, um, Jacob Eason. I don't know. I I think and Matthew Stafford. 
I think the favorites, if you're the Colts, you're not going to – you shouldn't settle. You know what I mean? I feel like if you get a Mitchell Trubisky, a Mac Jones, these are – you know, these aren't the top – you know, these aren't good quarterbacks that are guaranteed to take you. Um, I think that you're going to want a Carson Wentz and you're going to want a Matthew Stafford or somebody who's shown that they've had talent before. Maybe a Matt Ryan even. I, I think that maybe that's an undersold name this year for the, the the quarterback carousel that's supposed to happen right now. But So here's what they say. Detroit Lions longtime bomber has two years remaining on his deal and would be owed about $43 million, reasonable by the current quarterback salary scale. Stafford turns 33 next month. I keep thinking he's older. He's only, he's only turning 30. He's only 32. Yeah. Uh, but his arm talent remains among the league's elite. Wow. Ooh. That's a hot take. No, it's elite not. Elite. I, d- I disagree. I think he's very, very talented. Well, is that elite? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, current and former teammates tend to swear by his personality and toughness. On the downside, he has taken a lot of abuse over the years, and from a team perspective, he's never led Detroit to a playoff win in 12 seasons. Thank you for the reminder. And now the Lions are in the midst of another regime change, which may or may not spell the end of the former number one pick's tenure. Stafford isn't the hand-in-glove fit that Wentz might be, but he is a more realistic trade option financially. The Lions would take a $19 million hit for moving him, and Stafford would sustain a veteran presence for a Colts roster that's built to win now. Exactly. So that's the argument, and... I really think that's a realistic decision that may happen. I could very easily see this happening. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I think it's I think it's a little unrealistic to um, demand that this new regime for the Lions make this decision now. You have to do it now. I do think they have to do something, but I'm not going to judge them very quickly. I'm going to take my time in evaluating how I feel about these guys. I have full faith in them until they show to me that I can't have that faith anymore. Yeah. So I'm all in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all in. I think the uh, well Stafford I think has a bunch of options, you know the 49ers, are they done with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. The the um who's the the Washington football team? Excuse me, I forgot the football their name. Team. I Careful, them something else. Almost yeah. dead named them. <laughs> <laughs> Be but, cancel, cancel. But uh, I have to apologize. <laughs> I feel like that's a team that is a quarterback away, and I there's a lot of options for Matthew Stafford, and I think this regime coming in has a lot of potential in places they can deal them, and if they get the right price, they should. But I also am a hard proponent of if they do not get the right price, then they shouldn't. And I feel like there's some sports takes in this town where they don't, <laughs> oh, they wow. just want them out no matter what. But Heads up. I think that uh, in order, if you're going to get the right price, do it. If you're not, it's not worth it. But uh, it, with the new rebuild coming up, it, it well, at least it seems like it. they signed Dan Campbell to six years or something like that. Yeah. And it seems like if you're going to sign someone to that long, it might you're you're planning on a long term build, <laughs> essentially. So. so maybe it is the right time for him to get out of here. I could see it happening. I really could. I I'm just I'm just afraid he's going to retire and then they're going to get nothing when they could get something. At least that's my thought. But um, anyway, oh boy, <laughs> the the fun oh, can, of internet. I can hear you guys. The Sorry, fun did of the you, internet. Did you guys say something. <laughs> <laughs> the fun of the internet. No, I, do you think he's gonna go, Alex? If Stafford's gonna go, yeah. I, what I do have, you think's gonna I happen? No, I have no idea what the new administration is gonna do, but I do agree with Zach. And it's it's a very easy take to have. It's a very, you know, it's not too interesting to for people to listen to. But I mean, I agree with Zach that if if you get the right payout, then we trade them, and if we don't, then we keep them. I mean, Brad Holmes said in his press conference that he's going to do what makes this team as competitive as they possibly can be every year. And sometimes that means trading a player to get draft capital. And sometimes that means hanging on to a player because you don't get offered enough. Uh, I mean, it all comes down to the com- the competitive advantage that you get from the trade capital that you receive. And I mean, only he can be the judge of that, but I would say if we don't get, you know, if we get offered less than a first round pick, then I'm not trading him. I, I just think that something needs to be done. I I know it's tough for any team to admit that they're going to do a full rebuild uh, because it's like, we want to win next season. We want to do it now. We want to win now, which you have to say. I understand that, but I don't believe a really full rebuild could happen around Stafford because I think it's just not going to be enough time. I don't know. 
Just my thought. Well, no, it's not that the rebuild needs to happen around Stafford, but it's like why not keep him around while we upgrade the other positions because we're probably a couple more years from contending anyway, and we can wait on getting that replacement quarterback since we don't really have the right draft position to do it this year. I also feel like he's – like you said, Max, he's only 32, like about to turn 33. Yeah. Like he, people are – I keep thinking he's older. I know. People talk him up like he's 40. It's like, no, <laughs> he's not. He's He's got – you know, Tom Brady was still Tom Brady when that's, he was 40. That's different, I mean, though. Even, but and, even and Drew playing Brees. Detroit wears on you. But even I, mean, I believe it. I mean, Calvin Johnson. Barry Sanders. Yeah, but the, Philip Rivers. They retired. They retired out of disgust for the organization, not necessarily because their bodies gave out on them. I think Matthew Stafford will play until his body gives out on him. Well, I don't know. I think Kelly has a little more say than you might realize. <laughs> I'm gonna get hurt. You have two. You have four kids at home. But what, what do you guys we'll think see. about just waiting on a quarterback? Because we don't need to draft a quarterback immediately to start the rebuild. Yeah. It. You see, that's tough because I don't, um, I don't know that the quarterback doesn't seem like it's going to play out for us this year, right? Um, it looks like the Trevor Lawrence will go one, um, Wilson will go two to uh, whoever the Jets are or whatever, and then the three is Fields, and he's got like you know it's three through seven. We'll probably t- someone will take Fields, so I'm like I don't know if you want a quarterback out of this draft at picking at seven right now. Yeah, I, don't the, I mean, I think the reality is that there are four, there are three, maybe four quarterbacks worth taking in the top ten this year, and even then, who really knows if they're all going to pan out? And at seven, we're not going to have our pick of the litter. No. We're going to get the scraps, and that's not what you want. I, we'll see what happens. I, it depends who's there. It really depends who's there. Um, I don't want to settle for somebody who's not, uh, at least expected to be elite. Yeah, well, I mean, if Fields is there, absolutely. Sure. Oh, yeah. I feel like anybody would say yes. I mean, it's fine to have him play behind. Even if you feel like Stafford is your man, it's fine to have someone great like that play behind him for a couple years, you know, three, four years or whatever. I mean, how long was Rodgers behind Brett Favre? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It's a good setup. Um, you guys have heard about the Jared Porter debacle, right? That whole thing. What a mess it's been. Any idea what I'm talking? Is about? he the Mets GM? Well, yes, he is, Alex. Thank you, thank you. What? And yes, I have heard. I was trying to. Sorry, I'm a little bit behind, <laughs> it's and okay. I was trying to remember where I heard the name from. I hadn't scrolled down far enough. So, on the, uh, so the, the Nets, or I'm sorry, the Mets, the New York Mets general manager Jared Porter, blown out after he acknowledged he acknowledged sending dick pics and other images to female to a female reporter oh, when he no. worked for the Cubs. Can you believe that? This happened in 2016. The New York Mets general manager, Jared Porter, sent explicit, unsolicited text and images to a female reporter in 2016, culminating with a picture of an erect, naked penis, according to a copy of the <laughs> text history. Does it really history. say that? <laughs> this is an ESPN oh article. <laughs> oh. According to a copy of the <laughs> text history obtained by ESPN. Why does it have to get that descriptive? <laughs> oh, my God. There is a... Um, Oh my god. Don't tell me there's a photo in there. I want to no, no. <laughs> I want to see photos of I the thought uh, for sure you were going to say we got our hands on the evidence right here. No, there's, there's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, could you imagine if that got out? Oh my god. It'd be horrible. I ugh. He, ugh. he he's probably he looks like a slob anyway, the pictures of him, really. So, who knows? Oh, he's the What GM. was it? 62 unsolicited texts Six- like unanswered. Yeah, I, I believe oh, it geez. was. So he's, the, a, he's a creep. The woman was, um, uh, well, is a foreign correspondent who had moved to the U.S. to cover the MLB. Um, she said at one point she ignored more than 60 messages from Porter before he sent the final lewd photo. The straw that broke the camel's back. The text relationship started casually before Porter, who was then the Chicago Cubs director of professional scouting, began complimenting her appearance, inviting her to meet him in various cities, and asking why she was ignoring him. Why are you ignoring me? Why don't you text me back? Wait, so I'm sorry. He sent 60 straight messages. She did not reply. And then he was like, you know what's going to get her? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fuck it. Just get get it over with. Let's, (laughs) Let's do it. You're not gonna reply. Then here you go. What do you like? Yeah. How do you like this? <laughs> well, she hasn't filed a harassment complaint yet. <laughs> the text shows she had Jeez. stopped responding to Porter after he Great. sent a photo of pants 
featuring a bulge in the groin area, but Porter continued. Can you not say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Porter continued texting her anyway, sending dozens of messages despite the lack of a response. On August 11th, 2016, a day after asking her to meet him at a hotel in Los Angeles. You know, he gets no response and it's like, hey, you want to meet up this hotel in L.A.? Um, Porter sent the women, the woman 17 pictures. The first 15 photos were of the hotel and its restaurants. The 16th was the same as an earlier photo of the bulge in the pants. The 17th was of a bare penis. Uh, Jeez. That's the money shot. That's the money shot. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. Uh, reached by ESPN on Monday oh evening, God. Porter acknowledged texting with the woman. He initially said he had not sent any pictures of himself. When told the exchange, when told the exchanges show he had sent selfies and other pictures, he said that the more explicit ones are not of me. Those are like kind of joke stock images. That was his excuse. Oh yeah, he said they were from Via Getty. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So he's oh been blown God. out. He's been blown out by the Mets. This guy deserves it. What are you doing? It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's awful. This was also like, what, a week after he got named GM of the Mets? A week? Oh, no. Well, it, I think it says that the texts were sent when he was still working with the Cubs. Well, I right. guess it started. The texts, were, the texts were sent when he was like a scout or something, and then oh, they released the story Jesus. after he was made GM of the Mets. Or like she, she told ESPN it was okay to finally release the story. I suppose so. So anyway, that's what's going on, and it's—I mean—it's a whole expose. Um, but <laughs> it, I mean, it really gets into the details um, because I guess they—they—they they, they, uh, she agreed to meet with Porter because uh, she thought he was volunteering himself as a source and expected they would discuss baseball. Um, but Porter asked in a text if she had a boyfriend. The woman said at the time she believed he was simply being friendly, and she did not think that someone she barely knew would be so forward. That night, after she said she couldn't meet with him, but would the next day, Porter said Porter sent an unsolicited selfie, and he sent a one-word text after that. Like? Question mark. That's what he said. With an unsolicited selfie. Look at that selfie! Look at the selfie. I encourage everyone to look at the selfie of oh, Porter. Oh, is this the open mouth selfie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. That's the selfie you decide to Why? send? Why is his mouth open? <laughs> oh, my God. I look so hot. She's got to like this one. Oh Let me open my mouth. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Like? Question mark? It. It's just. But He's wearing a stupid head, a, like a bandana or something. What is wrong with him? I don't know. Man. He's got a scruffy beard. He's he's. I mean, really? He's. Ugh. Is this is this actually a screenshot from her phone? Yes. <laughs> You're so pretty. Do you have a boyfriend yet? Picture like? Question mark. <laughs> oh my god. Um, she did what not respond. Um, but the woman talked to ESPN. If I had a better understanding, not just of the language but the culture, I definitely would have realized sooner what was going on. Um, but I mean, I mean, it went on and on. The next day, he oh, texted her. Um, sent up. They wanted to meet, but it fell through. Um, and he's been asking, like, why aren't we hanging out? You're so pretty. Do you have a boyfriend yet? He sent a selfie and said, "It can be me." <laughs> it can be God, me. it goes on. This is quite the expose. Look at all. I mean, they, <laughs> they list pretty much every text that he sent to her, including the photo. Well, I don't think they put all the photos in here. Um, oh, they did. Here's the bulge. Here's the bulge. Oh, oh my god. They've um they blurred Why? out the bulge. Oh good. They oh blurred out the bulge like they the bl- pants part. Yeah, the, I mean it's just him laying down like a slob on the bed. Uh, here's the bulge. And um And then he's got a bunch of frown Are you are you annoying? Am I annoying oh. you? Question mark. And then he's got a bunch of frowny faces. The, the next day <laughs> frowny face. Another 2 hours passed, another frowny face. Why won't you answer me, beautiful? Oh my oh. god, that is so creepy. This guy. Who does this? I don't know, dude. Mad at me? He's asking. I want to see you. Do you want to see me? How can you respect this guy as a, it, anything? Oh, What's there it doing? is. There's there, there's the dick pic. Wow. It's literally just a blacked out L. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just. <laughs> oh, my God. This is unbelievable. Oh, that black. There's no way that black bar has to be that long. <laughs> First of all, it's a horrible angle. It's just like 
imagine if you were a guy just looking down. That's the angle he chose. He chose a POV view. Great. Great choice. So there it is. The black bar does not need to be that long. There's no context to it. A few hours later, question mark, are you there? Question mark, mad at me, Friday face, come to LA. You can watch blank work out and watch blank play. Apparently somebody that they know, I guess I'm not supposed to say because that is blurred out. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I will stop. I really apologize. Is, I, you know, I don't. I don't really. There it is. This article goes on forever. I won't get into everything. But is it, man, oh man! Is it really necessary to include all of that? Like, <laughs> I, you already got the picture. Like, this guy's a creep, and then they went and they included the whole. Like, I don't know. Oh Jesus! Maybe that's a little. I just. <laughs> so he's gone. Bye bye. But oh man, Good those riddance. texts are funny to read if you go online. ESPN has a great story about all of it. Um, but um, speaking of being an outcast, now Alec Baldwin leaving Twitter after the debacle with his uh, wife's fake accent, and he's gone. Bye bye. So he he's done. I wonder if he's ever going to be on SNL again, because it sounds like he's being ridiculed just as much as she is. Oh really? I mean, it seems like it. He tweeted out something. Twitter is like a party where everyone is screaming. Not much of a party. Goodbye for now. That was on um, January 18th for now. in the morning. Oh, he'll be back. Oh, yeah. of course he'll be back. But next next time, like, Boss Baby 3 comes out, they'll make him re- restart his account so that he can retweet stuff. About <laughs> I mean, I guess it's still active, but hilarious Baldwin. Hilarious Baldwin. I, I, I've heard that been called before, and it's it's perfect. It's just perfect. Um, but I mean, she did you see the uh, Hilaria Baldwin, Hilarious Baldwin posting that Instagram story about her explanation? No, it was talking about how she likes to celebrate both cultures in her home and raises her kids to be bilingual. And sometimes the accent just comes out from time to time, and other times it doesn't. But it's so obvious that she chooses exactly when she does. Why? Why wouldn't you just bite the bullet and just shut up about it? She can't. <laughs> Plausible deniability. Like she's just trying. Like just don't say anything; it'll go away at least. <laughs> Can SNL please do something with this? Please. They're probably not going to. Do they get someone to play Alec Baldwin? Well, he always plays himself. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> now he's. The... <laughs> you should um, have his brother come in. Play oh, him, um, and then have uh, have one of the actresses on the show play his wife and do a fake <laughs> Spanish accent. That'd be so funny. They they would never have the brother in there, um, because he's a, he's a big Trump supporter, and I don't think that's gonna fly there at Thirty imagine, Rock. Can you imagine the Christmas dinner after that too, <laughs> or the Thanksgiving dinner? Thirty Thirty Rock has him banned. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it's first of all, it's ridiculous in in in, in its own sense. But that's going on. Um. There is word right now, and this isn't really much of a story or a take, but I just will say there's one source saying this, that it's confirmed that Michigan bars and restaurants can reopen February 1st with restrictions. This is the BridgeMichigan.com website, Michigan's nonpartisan nonprofit news source, and they actually talked to um, Robert Gordon, who is the director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, but this story was posted this morning, and... He said that, yep, everything's opening February 1st, ending nearly a two-month pause. So that's going on, but there's still going to be restrictions. But but that's the word. I don't know why this news has not been picked up by other sources, but they're quoting Gordon in this story who said, while restaurants... No, it, it definitely has been picked up, Max. Where? Really? Yeah, don't... I have a story here from January 13th saying that... Um, Governor Whitmer is going to, this is before, I guess, her announcement, Yeah. like the day of her announcement, um, saying that she's going to announce that Michigan restaurants can reopen for indoor dining on February 1st. I, I remember when this happened. I know, but that was just speculation. That was like, if things and go didn't she well. Have, didn't she have the uh, an- the announcement or something? No, well, they had Robert Gordon there. I mean, she said, like, we have tentative plans to open it. They were tentative plans. Pretty much oh. saying, like, if things go in the right direction. But it was never confirmed. But but right now, I mean, after talking to, to Gordon, who is making the decisions, apparently. Um, I mean, because Whitmer legally can't, but I'm sure she's playing a role. But he said that they're opening that day. So it, it sounds like that's confirmed from the horse's mouth. So, anyway, I, I guess we'll see. But this is what they're saying, talking to Gordon. It's going to open, which I, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready. Even on that new keto diet? Yeah, I can manage. Just go to steakhouses and do. It'll be <laughs> fine. Thank God I can eat steaks. Oh, my God. Um, You know, 
really quick, what happened to the NBA? Because I know that I, I want to talk about the wings really quick, and and um and also there's big Bachelor news in Bachelor Nation. Things are going crazy right now. <laughs> but you brought up an interesting story about the NBA. I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So the NBA uh, commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, said on Tuesday that the league was discussing having players receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, boy. And this is actually kind of interesting because uh, early in the season, the NBA kind of took the stance that uh, we don't want to jump our place in line. Like, we feel that, uh, you know, the people who need it first, the vaccine first, should get it first. Yeah. And that's, you know, healthcare workers, the elderly or whatever, you know, whoever needs it first. And but now they're kind of changing their story, and and now they're kind of discussing having players get the COVID vaccine now, uh, and influence the public regarding the safety and the efficacy. And uh, oh, it kind of so, goes on to say, oh man, it kind of he goes on to say, um, in the African American community, there is enormous, uh, there is enormously disparate impact of COVID. Excuse me, sorry, I cannot read. Uh, but now, somewhat. Uh, perversely, there's an enormous resistance uh, in the African-American community to, uh, for the vaccine. This is essentially what he's saying. And for understandable historical reasons. And so essentially what they're doing is they're taking, um, they're saying now that they want to do it to influence the African-American community to say that these are safe. And it's just kind of interesting that they're having this spin now when all these NBA games are sort of being canceled uh, due to COVID uh, infections. So <laughs> I don't know if you've been following it all, but it's almost every day where di- uh, games are being canceled across the lead due to, you know, positive tests and everything. So now when, you know, things are, it, it, now they're going to do it for everybody. They're like, oh, we're going to show them as an example. But really, I don't know. I think there might be some ulterior motives uh, behind it. <laughs> can, can people see is through this fraud as easily as we can? <laughs> I don't want to say fraud, but I mean... They- they're totally changing the narrative now. Yeah. It's totally switch. It's like, well, we'll leave it for the healthcare professionals, the real important ones, and then all of a sudden, NBA game canceled. NBA game canceled. Losing money. Losing money. Oh, we better play. We're losing too much. We better play. What do we do? What do we do? We got to get the vaccine. Oh, but we said we wouldn't. We said we wouldn't. <laughs> oh, what do we do? Oh, I know. You know what? Let's show people that it's safe. Yeah, that's it. You know what? We have the NBA. All the players take it, and we'll say everybody, look, look, we're fine. It's safe. Go get it. It's safe. We all got it. See? And yeah. we're fine. And I'm not saying their take is wrong or what they're doing it for, the reasons they're you know they're saying now are wrong, but it's just it seems incredibly obvious to me oh that they, they needed a spin on it so that they could say for now that they, you know, they didn't want to lose all this money, and now we have a good reason not to do it. You can see right through it. I, I yeah. think it's clear as day that, of course, they're doing it because, yeah, they uh, they don't want any more games canceled. They want to kind of keep playing. They yeah. don't like it. So they got to try to figure out a way to get the vaccine while not sounding like a bunch of assholes who are just taking it in front of the healthcare workers, which, for, for you know, I still think that's ridiculous. Why are they prioritized? How are they even getting it? Money. <laughs> are they 65 and older? I don't think so. No, they have NBA money. It's ridiculous. What do you think, Alex? Um, I think it was a bad initial take on their part to say, like, oh, we'll follow the, you know, to specifically say we'll follow whatever the, you know, health authorities tell us to do rather than saying, like, well, we'll take it as soon as we can is really what they should have just said. Whatever, and then whatever reason that they have for taking it as soon as they can and getting their hands on it as soon as they can. Because, I mean, that's also just the message that everyone needs to have is just take it as soon as you can, as soon as you're eligible. Right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're trying to justify it by saying, like, we're going to prove to people that it's safe and effective. It's the same reason that Al Roker got it on TV, on GMA this morning. They're just trying to do that. I mean, that's a little different than the NBA. The NBA's narrative is very clear, but it's just, you know, I, I, I hate that because it's so transparent, and it, it, it's just annoying to me. So that's what's going on. The, the motivation NBA. of money. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's there. I just, I don't know. It, I don't, it, maybe, it, maybe to me it's a little belittling. To, like, say, like, now that they're, like, it, this is, you know, a real concern and, you know, real health disparities are going on. And now you're just going to, like, kind of spin this now that you're losing a bunch of money. 
It just it seems kind of empty to me. You can't even get your second vaccine shot, can you? No, I can't. Ugh. Ridiculous. I cannot. Uh, Ridiculous. So my school, actually, so I got my first dose earlier this month, and I'm actually due for my second dose in the beginning of next month, and my school ran out. So oh, yeah, so it, the medical it, school a, ran out of COVID nineteen vaccines. I guess I don't. Well, <laughs> it, it it's not the medical school. I think it's Wayne State in general. They were just giving it to their health professional students first. Oh yes, Detroit style, very nice. But um, yeah, well, I, as of right now, they do not have a second dose for me. Jesus. So I actually don't know what's going to happen. I'm okay right now because I'm not due for my second dose for a little bit. But um, yeah, so they well originally too they were handing out Moderna. And then they ran out of Moderna, so they were handing out Pfizer. Yeah. So now, and but they ran out of both now. Nobody <laughs> has either of them. So now, so now we have a bunch of students running around with the first dose of Moderna and the first dose of Pfizer and nothing else. How come I saw a story about how um, the number of people that have injected the vaccine in them is about half of the um, number distri- distributed in Michigan so far? What do you mean? Like, they've distributed, like, um, I I don't know. How many people have been vaccinated in Michigan as of now? I have no idea. They're keeping track. Um, I I don't know, but I know that, like, the number of vaccines that have been distributed are about double the number of people who have been vaccinated. Do you know what I mean? Is Is, is that too tough? Wait. Let me find the numbers. Because they're distributing. They're they're there at the hospitals, right? Or or whatever clinics they are. But only half of the vaccines that have been distributed have been used. The other half are just waiting there, sitting there. Waiting or wasted. Or wasted, whatever it is. I've heard storage issues. I have heard something about that. But here's my question. For the biggest public health crisis in a century, how are these operations not going 24-7 when people sign up? Why do they have to close at like 6 p.m. with a long line of people waiting and say, we're done for today, we'll get you tomorrow, we'll come back tomorrow? Shouldn't this be going 24-7? If somebody has a COVID vaccine scheduled for 3 a.m., you might have to get up at 3 a.m. to go. It's a big deal. We want to get this done quickly. I just don't understand why this isn't a constant rotation of people getting vaccinated. It, just, it sounds like they don't have the production and they don't have the the staff. It's a it's bullshit. It's just man. a huge. There's so many issues. I feel like they focus so hard on getting the vaccine out and just developing the vaccine, and then they forgot. Oh shoot, we have to vaccinate. You know. 300 million people. <laughs> you just think that this would be a 24-7 operation, like all hands on deck, but I, I, I guess they have their set hours. So I know. I think I think the problem is the people developing the vaccine are scientists at the top of their field, and the people trying to plan how to give it to people are government workers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be. That very well could be. I don't know. <laughs> Hurry up. Come on. Nothing. That. That, there's anything wrong with government workers. They work very hard. <laughs> appreciate your work, but it's it's just a very different good disclaimer. Level, you know? Good disclaimer. Um, well, um, I guess kind of on the uh, talking about the NBA, but staying on the sports for a little bit. There's not much to say about them other than the Red Wings are exciting to watch. They're two and two so far. The games have been great. I love the back-to-back matchups with the same teams. It's like a college weekend. It's just awesome to have the hockey teams back on TV. And I've really thought the Red Wings so far have been exciting hockey. I mean, you've been watching, Alex. It's yeah, no, fun. I agree. I, I have been able to watch quite a bit. I've been pretty happy with how much I've been able to watch. I watched uh, the second half of that Columbus game. We watched that whole uh, Carolina game on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I even watched some of the game Monday afternoon. Yeah, they've looked really good. I've been really pleased with our young guys, um, especially after the first game. They were out to kind of a slow start, I thought. They didn't look like they were ready to play competitive hockey in that first game against Carolina. I mean, we got shot out like 40-something to 12 or just something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we just, we did not look competitive. We did not look up to speed. And I think that we they've uh, definitely shook the rust off by now. And I've been I've been really happy, like pleasantly surprised. I think Brome has been a really nice addition. Bobby Ryan Bobby has been a Ryan. fantastic oh my addition. God. Four goals in three games, right? Wasn't that it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's looked incredible. He looks like the old Bobby Ryan. And... uh I know he got hurt at the end of this last game. I hope he's okay. I he was back on the him. ice, Alex. He was? Oh, He okay. was back on the ice. Okay, thank goodness. So, I mean, well, he's 33 years old. Um, it, it's kind of a weird story, but here he is, and it's looking really good. He's just been impressive so far. But they're, 
I've just been waiting so long to root for a team in Detroit when the Tigers were get, were you know getting killed last summer. You know, you want them at least for me. I, I always root for them to lose to get a better draft pick. That's just how I am. If they're not doing well at the end of the season, I, I can't root for them. Same with the Lions, and you know it's been the same with the Pistons too. But now with the Red Wings actually starting up the new season, two and two, they look promising. We have Iserman there. It's just been fun to watch, and I'm rooting for these guys like crazy to win. That overtime win last night I thought was great, but it's these just are, been fun. Carolina's supposed to be a good team too, right? And we split the series with them? Am I imagining no, I, things? I think you're right. That's, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's been impressive, and I'm just so glad that there's finally a team in Detroit who I can root for. Finally! It's, it's, it's been too long, man. It, well, especially for hockey. I mean, oh yeah, we had 24, 25 straight years of going to the playoffs. Yeah, I know it's it's a big change. Uh, so we had to uh, kind of adjust our. Uh, <laughs> we were spoiled. I mean, we were. I mean, I was born in ninety five, so my whole life I've seen him in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think uh, I think I want to close on this, and I know everyone was bracing themselves for the big news. Claire Crawley and Dale Moss have split up. They're done. They are over. Can you believe this? It's it's Kaputs. kaput. They're done. Uh, what happened? I'd like to point out that the uh, the Bachelor aired. Um, I think their engagement episode sometime in November. That's how recent <laughs> this has been. And also, the entire Bachelorette was completely leveled and upended because. Claire was so in love with Dale. Love at first sight. Oh my God! I want to have babies. I'm 39. I want to have babies oh, soon. Oh yeah, that's right. She was the old. She was like the you know the oldest bachelorette yet, or whatever it was. Right. She was 39 bachelorette who was still single because she didn't settle for men like that. Oh, well, she didn't settle for Dale. That's sure. They're over. Five months after the formal, former NFL star proposed to the Bachelorette in a whirlwind of romance that blew up the franchise, according to Chris Harrison, a source exclusively told the former cu- that the former couple are done. By the way, I should say that the article has been updated. Uh, they've come out and acknowledged that, yeah, they're done. So it has been confirmed. Um, but the source did say that there was a whole bunch of problems between them. Um but she wants to move to Sacramento. Claire does. He's not crazy about that. She also wanted to have kids right away uh, before it's uh, apparently too late. But he doesn't. So it seemed like there was kind of a trouble in paradise. Jeez, Dale. And, you know, it, it's kind of weird because the two of them have been posting cryptic messages on social media, which is kind of like pointing to the fact that there might be a problem because Claire uh, posted a photo, uh, I believe it was just a few weeks ago, holding her ailing mother's hand on Instagram with the caption, she has good days and bad, just like we all do. Well, today I couldn't hide my hard day. A mother always knows. Without saying a word, she reached into her pocket and pulled out this tissue and just squeezed my hand. Who says oh that? Oh my goodness, that's awful. It's, it's horribly sad. Wow. Um, so uh, Moss, who is 32 years old, Dale Moss, he apparently leaned on his spirit, spirit, oh my gosh, his religion, sharing a post, a page from a book about faith. We're not really sure what the book is, but he wrote with it, God's plan is bigger than we can imagine. There are days when I too want to see the nail holes and hear his voice of quiet assurance. There are days when I just seem to need a little more visible proof to go with the usual dose of faith. Oh, that's pretty deep. Interesting. So deep. Wasn't Dale the one he was seen in like Miami or something with two models coming out of his car? Didn't we talk about this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. New York. Yeah. Yep. yep. It it sounded like it, you know, there's no way he was for ready religious for religious purposes, Zach. For religious oh, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah you're yeah, right, he's exactly. A very religious man, excuse me. This is also interesting though, because Dale's cousin uh provided some insight. Uh who Dale's cousin, and this is uh at Bachelor Ring. This is not Dale's cousin. The source at Bachelor Ring uncovered this. But the cousin unfollowed Claire on Instagram and wrote in his stories, We know the truth! Now unfollow us in real life! What? Okay. It's really weird. <laughs> but they seemed like they were in love um, until last week. They appeared very much in love, uh, posting things on social media, but um, he turned down the Bachelorette a number of times before it was Claire because he was waiting to see Claire. 
Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's over. It, it does not sound like Claire or Dale was really into this. But apparently, Claire is a wreck. She is just an absolute wreck. Um, this is from Us Magazine, an exclusive. But she is just horribly a wreck. She's so. I mean, think about that. It's the She's love of my life. What? A wreck. Yeah, what? what? <laughs> um, to have this all blow up in her face has been really difficult Jared it became very messy so anyway they're done and she's not doing well so i wish her the well, best i know i am much more in tune with this season what do you think max we got to talk about it I, there's some stop. crazy stuff happening this last week I, I can't do it. You're doing this to me. Thanks. Why Thanks not? so much. Why not? I didn't watch. I'll admit it. I didn't watch yet. You didn't watch? I'll watch tonight. I'll it's stay Wednesday. up late. You've had two nights. Been, Monday was a holiday. What, what am I going to do? That's when it aired. I you know. You should have been able to watch. It was a holiday. Ugh. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I, ugh. Ugh, I'm actually on time this week, and you let me down? I was going to watch in a location that did not have cable on the Xfinity website on a recorded DVR, but the Xfinity website was not working. I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull oh it up. Excuses, so excuses. And then oh, work out in the way up. on Tuesday, and uh, yeah, whatever. This you know, is made up. It's, well, I... Uh, I play, yeah. play the outro music. This All is right. Dumb. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Sorry for everyone's disappointment. We'll have two weeks of updates next no, week. No, well, well, we're going to have to put out an, maybe a, a little uh, midweek episode when uh, we find out if uh, Pat Mahomes doesn't play, and then we can get Max's take on The Bachelor, too. We'll see. We'll see. Don't promise something we can't. Uh, it's yeah, already Wednesday. It that's, that's a tough call. <laughs> that's a tough promise. We don't want to break too many of them, at least. Well, we appreciate you all listening. If you haven't already, please like, review, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Cutting Out Early, Instagram CuttingOutEarly.podcast. Please send us an email if you want, CuttingOutEarly.podcast at gmail.com. We would appreciate your comments, your concerns, any questions you have, things you want us to address on the show. We'd love to hear it. Thank you for listening. Good or cutting out. Good or bad, we're... Uh, we're ready for all of it. The email department's got to get on that, uh, monitoring that. It's account. full. The inbox is full. I, I know. have to go through and delete some. we got to clear it all out. It's going to be a while. But thank <laughs> you, everyone, for listening. We will see you all next week. Yeah.